0: Yeah, freaking g'day, freaking how you doing? Welcome to the Oceanic Gaming Radio Podcast. That's OGR, baby. This is episode 62. It is the 3rd of the 7th, 2023. That is uh, uh, UK date standards, not US. Mm. So it's it's not the 7th of the 3rd. We haven't gone back in time. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, my name's Captain Perth. Welcome. How you doing? And uh, alongside me, as always, my wonderful compadres, uh, Grizzly Gaming eighty six, Pav Loverface. How are we doing, fellas? Good G'day, legends.
1: Hello! Doing well, fellas. I'm good. How are you, Pav? Doing good? Yeah, doing good.
0: All right. Just tell us, Pav. Did you
1: look? I've got. It's. It's probably more surprising. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> more surprising. I didn't have a big one, boys. <laughs> <It Oi>. Really?
2: <laughs> finally had a weekend off. Pat.
1: Uh, yeah, I only had like a couple birthdays and stuff, but other than that, I was just uh, Jesus.
2: Chilling. Man, a couple of birthdays <laughs> yeah. is like a fucking really big weekend dude, for me. Cap, no it shit was about you. It was chill. Yeah.
1: It was it was quiet birthdays. I got some uh, rest and relaxation time. I got a bit of gaming time. I slept a whole wow. bunch. It was good nice. shit,
0: dude.
2: Perfect. Fuck, i you would love fresh. to do that you look fresh pav you look yeah good.
1: i feel i mean i don't look fresh I, i'm like three weeks overdue from a haircut and a shave but <laughs> <laughs>
0: couldn't tell dude you look three weeks underdue oh okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't even know what that means I don't, I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh that sounds great mate so you did a bit of game oh, i suppose we can get to that when in and in the old how's your game and go section mm. we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave we that Leave that taste a little morsel for later, and uh, well, all right, Grizz. And what about you, mate? What you know? What did you go oh,
2: to? Well, I went caught up with uh, this bloody legend on Friday for a coffee and oh. a walk around the river. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was that was delightful, wasn't it? It Was nice, yeah, yeah. Very good it weather. Was, uh, I did go catch up with Cap. Went and had an IRL. We haven't seen each other for a while. Cap's been a couple, good couple of months, so yeah, absolutely. It nice.
0: Yeah, it's been ages. Yeah, and then um, to catch on up. the week. On the weekend
2: I had a had a private gig for a I think it was a 60th birthday. And man, there wasn't a lot of people there, but everyone got right into it, so it was a real pumper, a lot of fun. Seemed- a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I had a couple of vinos, mate, but I had to drive, so like it's always a bit of a Oh, I can't yeah. just leave my shit. You know what I mean. So I've got to. Yeah, not the drive. not
0: the not the gorgeous drum kit. You don't want to be leaving that behind. No,
2: no, but it was it was great. I got a really nice photo of my drum kit under lights. So I'm very happy with that. But um, Cap, oh, in joke. other news, my wife has flown to Bali. So Find the coop. She's gone, mate. She's out. First time she's she reckons she's been away from me and the kids uh, in like eleven years. So it's just never happened. Um. So she's across like there wow, for a uh, yeah. for a conference, and you've been, um,
0: a, been away a couple of times. <laughs> yeah,
2: I've been. Away. I've been to Singapore and fucking you know all over you've the had place. Your fair so. share of
0: shit. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's about time. So I'm solo parenting at the moment. So they're they're on school holidays, so it's not too bad. So they're kind of doing their own thing, but you know, just racing around, mate. Got got to cook and clean and geez, mate, far out. It's
0: hard. It's, tough. it's hard, mate.
2: I Being a single parent would be just, I take my hat off to those individuals. You know what,
0: I was saying this exact same thing to me, like, you know, a few months back when Ted was like, you know, just a little tacker and, you know, people who are doing it solo, I just think, fucking, whoa, hectic. And then add a few, a couple of extra kids into the mix, even (laughs) hectic. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but I I 100% agree with you.
2: You know, it's funny, I'm just thinking about this now, thinking of how much of a fucking idiot I am, because she only flew this morning, so it's literally only been like 12 hours. (laughs) And I'm having a winch. But you know what, mate? No, it's going to be good. She's having a great time, so I've already spoken to her. She's over there in a beautiful hotel, uh, going out for a couple of drinks tonight, and everything starts tomorrow. So, yeah. So I have a bit of an opportunity, though, Cap, to stay up late and play video games right now.
0: Wee. uh, Go on. Mm. Yeah, Mm. good for you. Very good for you, and I do have go. some
2: games to uh, talk about in the How's your Game Gaming Garden as well,
0: mate. Some new some as newbies. do I, as do I, my friend, <sighs> as do I. Oh, what about I'm you, excited. Cap? What's been happening? On, what's been happening in your world, mate? Look, mate, not an awful lot. In all honesty, I uh, on Saturday I kind of had the I had the day to myself, so I played a lot of video games as well. Uh, Mia took Ted out to her mum and dad's place. Her mum and dad got back from uh, Europe. Uh, about oh, just under a week ago, so went and caught up with them, and uh, I, yeah, basically had the house to myself, so I just fucking cruised around, got a bit of a tiny, and then uh, got stuck into the p s five controller, so Oi. that was good fun. And then yep. uh, and then on Sunday, uh, did swimming lessons with Ted, uh me and Ted cruised around and gave me a bit of a break. And uh, yeah,
2: that was it. Just really. Just did you say you were playing your PlayStation Five? Did you?
0: Yeah, there's a little hint for you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Little hint. Little hint. Mm-hmm. little hint. Little hint for mm-hmm. later. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. Probably not a difficult one, but I'm sure people will figure out. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was my weekend, and, and now it's Monday, and now we're freaking on the podcast, baby. So, yeah, fucking yeah, fucking good stuff. So. Well, mate, let's let's just let's just jump in, you know? Let's just dive let's straight yep. in, head first. It, uh, yeah. all right. Well, firstly, just want to say thank you to all the wonderful viewers and listeners listening and viewing at home. Uh, you can always watch us live on Mondays from 7 p.m. A W S T. We stream live to twitch.tv/slash oceanic gaming radio. And, uh, yeah, he can jump in the chat and talk a bit of shit with us whilst we're talking a bit of shit. So in parallel, we can sort of parallel shit talking. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to join in that fun, you can do so by doing that. Uh, other than that, if you want to listen to it in your own time, any of your favorite podcasting platforms, it's freaking there, baby. Okay? It's also uh, it's also available at uh, ogr.show, brand new yes. website for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, it's pretty much done. Maybe a little bit of construction to be done, but uh, it's basically there. So, if you want to go and check out our new website, you can OGR.show. Easy one to remember. I'm, we're pretty it's, proud of that. So.
2: It's very cool. Definitely worth going and having a click there. There is a little description around each of us, a little bit more information behind the scenes, yep. if you like, uh, about yeah. it. each of us. It's got our individual socials and stuff on there. So,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. go and give it a click. Have a look. Yeah. Yeah, so go on, yeah, go and click it. Go and freaking click it. Go and put some freaking clicks on it. So, uh, yeah, we got that up last week. But uh, outside of that, uh, yeah, just as always, thank you to our wonderful Patreons who continue to uh, who to, to be quite honest, they kind of directly have financed this. So thanks, guys. You guys rock. Mm. Appreciate you. Uh, and uh, yeah, so those wonderful people are the following: Sukai Musi, Caging Runt. Sergeant Paul, Lee G D, J Libs, Brandon, Dan Fantastic, and Strops. Cheers, legend. Cheers, you freaking legend. Uh, but yeah, if you want to become a Patreon and, and pay us five bucks a month, you can do that very simply by going to patreon.com/slash OGR show. And uh, yeah, just follow the prompts and uh, and you too will be able to support us directly. So yeah. Anyways. Let's jump into the show. Big old quest log this week. Uh, we've we've got a, f- a few big major ones. So let's let's just freaking you know get freaking stuck in here. The One Ring has been found, located. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it has been identified in the wild. So We're going to talk about that. Mm. We've also got a big update from Boulder's Gate, and I mean, I don't know about you, Grizz, but I'm fucking so excited oh, for dude. this game. It's fucked it looks, up. It, it looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> very excited. Uh, very Nintendo uh, are doing some cheeky little little uh, side notes in their uh, investor calls. So uh, interested to go and through and talk about what's been talked about in there. And uh, CD Project Red. They've got something to say to you. Yeah, that's right, you listening at home. We'll tell you exactly what it is. All right, so freaking uh, do what Pixel 9 Tails is doing. Get freaking cozy. Freaking pour yourself a little hot chockey and uh, let's dive in. All right, Grizz, the one hmm. ring. Fucking yeah. Frodo's pulled it out. I'm pretty and, uh, yeah.
2: devastated here, Cap, because this was my early retirement plan just down the drain, mate. Go on. Yeah, we like literally.
0: In one We pool. literally. literally had discussions about how we were going to monopolize all of the fucking booster boxes (laughs) and resale them for big bucks. And I, I, God, we should have checked what the fucking price was for them before and after this.
2: I had a quick look. I've got some figures on it, but just for those who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, Magic the Gathering, the the card game, uh, they bought out a recent set based on Lord of the Rings, and they had in... Literally one single card uh, out of all the booster boxes you could find was uh, cl- uh, named as the One Ring and it was written in Elvish. And uh, yes, someone has pulled it and verified that it is legit. Um, the One Ring has been found. But yeah, we were yeah, we were talking about legitimately going and, and forking out like 700 Aussie dollars to buy uh, a single booster box of these cards, which is horrifically overpriced and then holding on someone for 10, 10 or so years. And, you know, could you imagine if the one ring wasn't found, but those, yeah. the, the prices of those boxes would have been astronomical. astronomical.
0: Yes. Yeah. And then I said, we go one step further and we find the one ring, don't tell anyone we have it, mm. s- sell the boxes, keep buying and selling because they're only going to go up because we have the one ring. No one knows we have it, right? And then yeah. we sell it later on down the track. <laughs> Anyways, we didn't get to do either. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, so it has been found uh, the other day on Twitter. Uh, PSA card, and now PSA card. I believe they are they're a professional sports authenticator, a division of collectors. So these guys literally verify, track, and vault special cards. Um, so baseball cards, yeah, right. Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. Uh, these these guys are you know professional authenticators. They posted a tweet saying that they had just finished grading and authenticating the mm. card and then later on posted an actual image of the card and it looks fucking good. i going to drop in the Twitch it chat because it, it's, yeah, it's it real there. sexy. It's such a nice oh, card. Um, I'm also screen and, sharing, yeah.
2: Pav, if you want to chuck some. There is some footage of some magic uh, yeah, going. Get, in, but there. Um, get um, in there, Pav. Now, Cap, one thing that I found interesting, mate, is the card received a nine on the grade. Is so, that out of
1: 10?
2: Yes. So uh, a 10 is a gem mint. So what ha- What does that he, even like, mean? I don't know. Like what ha- why did he get a 10 mate? Did he fucking like I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how you score a 10. I don't I don't quite know how these uh, are, are rated, but it wouldn't even fucking this. matter
0: what mint it is. There's only one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. You know. Yeah, if there was yeah, a couple yeah. of them you'd be like, "Oh, you know, oh, shit." But I suppose it doesn't matter too much, right? But I, I didn't look the, into the scale is the, is the thing. I don't know if there is much room to move. It's probably like it's still got fucking atom dust from the freaking press off on it. I don't know. I don't know. Something stupid maybe like it's that. Not,
2: maybe it's not removed from the packaging,
0: which you can't do with magic. I don't know. Well, how would but you know it's in there? <laughs> Take yeah. it down a PSA like, I've got it near here, mate. And it's like, oh, okay. No yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Verify this. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so, so there it's was a $2 million card.
2: bounty on this, but this is officially the most expensive magic card uh, ever found. Existence. The, one, the other card which was uh, very expensive was the Black Lotus, which has actually been sold a number of times for 500 k half a million dollars each if you were... There's a few of those though, isn't those. there? They, there is a few of those. This is a
0: literal mm. one of a kind. So, I mean, the one ring actually shows up in the set, but this is a... A one of a kind print of that particular card. Yeah. Right? And it's written in fucking elvish and it looks you know, tight. Oh. Yeah. Very, very nice looking card. Pretty cool. Mm, mm. So yeah, if you've got a spare couple of million bucks, uh you the card could be all yours. Um good so yeah. yeah. Now I just wanted to go through what the card does, Grizz, because it's a pretty fucking cool card. So yeah, good idea. The one yeah. ring legendary artifact <laughs> artifact, uh, indestructible. <laughs> uh when the one ring enters the battlefield if you cast it you gain protection from everything until your next turn at the beginning of your wow. upkeep you lose one life for each burden counter on the one ring and if you tap it put a burden counter on the one ring then draw a card from each for each burden counter on the one ring that's actually fucking yeah stupid yeah absolutely dumb even the so protection do you thing is get- pretty nuts yeah, you could – well, it's only once, though, by the sounds of things. It's only when it enters the battlefield. So mm. uh, so you only get it for a turn, which, you know, is still good, but, you know, I actually you're love kind of the situational. the of
2: this set. I'm not going to lie. Like, when you think about, right, indestructible, right? The one ring is indestructible unless you take it to Mount Doom. Can artifacts um, be played at whole- any
0: moment? Are they like a spell or no?
2: No, it has to be played on your turn unless it has uh, flash or or some something else, but – uh, and, and also the burden mechanic as well. You know how S- uh, Frodo was always had the burden, and Samwise had the burden. Of yeah, carrying it's pretty team. rad. That's pretty fucking cool, man. I'd actually love to play yeah. this set. Sounds very interesting.
0: Yeah, I actually think it sounds really freaking cool. I, I'd I'd like to. Yeah, we should we should now that the packs are probably going to be a bit more affordable, we should buy <laughs> buy a pack and yeah, give it a whirl yeah. oh, sure it. Well, oh yeah, on that.
2: Sorry, cap. So I saw it peak Aussie dollars uh, seven hundred AUD. Uh, pre-ring being found. But this was like Friday last
0: week because yeah. I was
2: looking at investing. Uh, when it was I checked found around before, Saturday, uh, Sunday, wasn't it? It was over the weekend, I think. Um yeah. woke up in the morning and, and saw the news. But uh, when I checked just before uh podcast today, uh, these boxes you can pick the collectors boxes up for about four hundred. So they still are a little bit over still spinner, hey. Yeah. Still nearly half the price of what they were pre pre-ring. Ah. So Oh, well, this, this is saying is the here cap. they know how to do it, don't they? They know how to do it. Oh,
0: dude, it's saying here that a the owner of a Spain spaced card store was promising two hundred million two, sorry, two million dollars uh, in euros, uh, which is about two point two million bucks, I think, in USD, plus a trip to Valencia in exchange for the one of a kind card. That's wow. fucking good. That's, That's good value, good. mate. Yeah, yeah, that's freaking and great. You know what? I'm
2: sure some fucking crazy collector would be willing to pay more than two million for this card.
0: Oh, dude, do you know what? Hundred percent. Like I wonder how they'll go about auctioning this because I assume that's how that's I mean, that's how I would sell it. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it up as a um, you know, asking for bid uh, for random, you know, people just to put fucking bids up. I'd be putting it on a marketplace, somewhere reputable and getting some freaking big bucks for it because I reckon you'd easily get five or something for it for like the amount of bullshit this is, you know, and also Lord of the Rings is one of those IPs where people just, you know... Off off on it, yeah. You can put it alongside
2: your... Your, uh, it, you know, it transcends Sword gaming Sword even in a lot of ways.
0: You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's like it's, it's not. It's it's obviously narrative and and novel. You know, and J. W. R. Tolkien kind of almost got you know they have got the same kind of thing going on with Game of Thrones, I guess, and and the um, the fandom that is behind that. But it, it transcends the the gaming space. So I think something like this could attract something hectic. So mm. uh, yeah. Anyways, pretty sexy. So the odds That's of good, finding man. it were zero point zero zero. Zero, zero, <laughs> zero, three percent, Grizz. Did you know that? Gee, nearly as rare as those Jablo 4 items, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> they should be going for a couple of bill then. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. So, yeah, the one ring, it's been located. Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, cool. I, I was definitely felt like our, our, our you know, lotto uh, dreams had been shattered once we found out that uh, it, yeah. it had hit the deck. So I was seriously considering. Anyway,
2: you- I even told the wife that I was going to invest. Heaps of money and magic cards, and she was like, "What?"
0: I said it's the new crypto, all right? It's the new crypto. It's the new crypto, but it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love it! All right, well, there you go. The one ring, it has been found. Stop searching. It is. It's this there. It's done. All right. Bad luck. All right, Grizz. Now, Boulder's Gate, mate. Fucking Boulder's yes, Gate. Yes. How good's Boulder's Gate? It's looking real, real good. <laughs> I haven't watched an awful lot of it because I've been trying to keep mm. as Kind of third party to it as possible, but fucking hell, this is looking like also a real been good game.
2: Staying away from it, but I believe there's like something like 25 hours worth of content you can play now in the pre release.
0: Yeah, um, so I believe it's just the first chapter. Uh, but I mean, I don't, when it, it's a game, when it's a game like Baldur's Gate, right? And, yeah. you know, how hyped I am for that game, I, I kind of don't like to sully my. Mm-hmm. initial oh, playthrough you know absolutely yeah so yeah. especially a game like this single player experience i just want to play it when it's fully done ready to go no jank well i'm sure there will be a little bit of jank but that's okay hmm. uh but look uh larian studios these are the guys that did uh, the divinity uh three original sin game yeah. oh, is it divinity yeah. 2 Divinity 2, so
2: yeah, Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2, I'm pretty sure. 1 and 2, had. oh, they did both, yeah. of them? Did they? okay,
0: mad yep. dogs. Uh, yeah, so, anyways, they've been working on Baldur's Gate 3, which is kind of in the same style, that top down tactical mm. kind of RPG thing. Very, very true to the, I guess, aesthetic of like d games, yeah, Not that, it actually, um, um... you know.
2: It actually for uh, Baldur's Gate games, they actually take the five, Well, they take the D and D rule sets more than the um, Divinity games did. Yeah, so. that's
0: what I was going to say. the The Divinity games weren't based on the D and D rule sets, uh, whereas Baldur's Gate is literally a Forbidden yeah, Realms game. It's five A. So
2: yeah, it is. Yeah, which which has a lot of nerds pretty pretty dang excited. Now we have. When was the last Baldur's Gate cap? I feel like oh, they were around yeah. the age of like Neverwinter and and some of those really old Oh yeah no you are 100%
0: right there. Uh the like the earlier Baldur's Gate games, they were like the early 90s or 98. no sorry late yeah. 90s. Uh yeah, 1998 mm. was Baldur's Gate 1. Then you had Baldur's Gate 2 came out in 2000. Uh mm. you also had Dark Alliance and stuff that came out in 2004. Um, and then we had right. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance which came out in 2021 which was that. Uh now what the fuck was that game? It was it it Everyone got really excited for it. Third-person action role-playing game published by Wizards of the Coast. Uh, That was... Mm -hmm. I remember this one. Yeah, anyways. I think it was one of those games where everyone takes up a role and then uh, it just turned out to be utter garbage. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) sidetrack. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it because this game won't be utter garbage. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, ready to go. So, they, Zalarian Studios recently had a little community update that they wanted to sort of share some news, Grizz. Uh, mm-hmm. yep, the first yep. of which was that they've shifted the PC release ahead by yeah. three months. Now, yep. it's pretty rare we see that these days, Chris. It is.
2: It is. <laughs> and and it's
0: like we're going to be shifting the release date back a year. Okay. Is it, and there's a bit of speculation
2: there, isn't there, Kat? Because I think uh, the weekend they had it slated to release was the same. Weekend that Starfield was going to be released as well. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they haven't directly said, yeah, that's why we're shifting it forward. But fuck. I mean, you just look at what happened to Guerrilla Games with uh, uh, the series, the Horizon series, cap, you know, their release windows and how important it is to a game's success. I think it'd be silly to release uh, alongside Starfield when you can, if they've got it ready to go, mate. And it sounds like, you know, Larry and obviously do a fantastic job of the previous titles and, releasing it, and just through the rest of the article, the way that they're talking about um, the timings of the other other consoles and bits and pieces, it sounds like it's ready ready to ship, mate. Ship it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I think, well, the, the PS5 version is going to be shipping a week later mm. than the original date. So it's going to be coming out on September 6th. Uh, the PC version, August 3rd. But, yeah, there is a little bit of speculation about trying to dodge that Starfield um, date. Mm. Do you know what, mate? Like, in all honesty, I think this game – deserves to stand on its own beside a game like Starfield because, yeah. you know, yeah. I think this game might even trump Starfield in a lot of ways, in my opinion. I think in, certainly in the in the line of story, I think this game is going to be probably much better fleshed out uh, and ultimately even just execution. Mate, it has uh,
2: one thing that excite, really excited me about uh, Divinity and and this game too is the co-op aspects of it as well, you know. So I think yep. you can actually play split screen, uh, uh, and, and as well as on the PC release across uh, online as well. So, and yeah, Divinity was such a good co-op game. Cap, we did a couple. Of, we we started it once and did our yep. did our thing where we just didn't finish it. But very yeah, very I mean good. that
0: was probably mostly just try to line up the windows of to people that you know have very weird schedules but uh yeah brilliant game to do co-op with i think i really like the way that they approach sort of delivering story uh but also giving you the opportunity to kind of play with your friends and and i don't know consume that story together i think that's brilliant and also being able to make uh, make decisions, you know, within that game together uh, in yeah, real time yeah. I think is brilliant. And you could be a real dickhead and, and jump in and start having conversations <laughs> with people and fucking things up. But it's just, it's yeah. just a good way to do things, you know? So it's, yeah, it's really kind cool. kind of like so-
2: explore around town and someone's talking to someone else and then like, hey, stop talking fucking- to him. <laughs> just,
0: Shut up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is cool. Fantastic. Really, really rad. Yeah. But um, a couple um, of standout things from that uh, from the Divinity games for me, I think, Grizz, was, well, mm-hmm. firstly, the depth of RPG customization, which is something oh, that's yeah. missing from games like Final Fantasy 16, just, just saying. Uh, yeah, but right. also mm-hmm. the way that your abilities, spells, and... Uh, you know, attacks and stuff interact with the environment around yeah. you. I think I think those are two big things that are really exciting me about what is going to be on offer for Boulder's Gate three. Uh, and just I guess you know, Larian seem to really have that whole formula, you know, really down pat now. And and seeing how that has transcended beyond Divinity two into Boulder's Gate, I think it's going to be really bloody exciting. Oh, man, uh, so I'm really amazing. fucking looking forward to that. Really looking forward to
2: it. And just some examples of that. I don't know how this is going to work with the 5 e rule set and and the more D&D based, but I'm sure there will be aspects of this. But for uh, Divinity Original Sydney, the example is that there will be oil on the floor, right? So you set that on fire and everyone's burning and then someone else might go, oh, shit, there's oil on the floor and it's burning, let's use a rain spell. And you then uh, put out the fire, but then you're left with a cloud of smoke that you can no longer see through and, and fog. So. Yeah, very cool uh, environments uh, and interactions. Yeah, the interactions are just
0: so rad. Mm. Even the whole cursed blood thing, you know when you'd Oh yeah, uh, that's right. you know you'd have blood on the floor and I can't remember how you cursed it. it. was I think you burnt it or something like that and it became cursed blood and Yeah. the way that that interacted with things just oh, so cool. Oh dude, that would cool.
2: screw me over so much because if you try to heal one of your characters that's in cursed blood it damages them instead. So you're yep. like, my yep. guy's nearly dead. Oh yeah, I'm going to pop a healing pot and then you just completely fuck him and he's
0: <laughs> on the floor down and out. Yeah, I yeah. oh, love but- it. Love it big mm-hmm. type. Yeah, really cool interactions. But uh, going back to the whole co-op thing, Grizz, now, the yeah. fact that they have co-op uh, and that's couch co-op as well is yeah. pretty rad firstly and obviously yeah. you know going to be available on the ps5 now there are there isn't any information on when the xbox or if they'll have a mac version as well when they're going to be available uh however yeah. we the reason that uh, they're saying it's not coming well it's, it hasn't been announced formally for xbox is because they they can't get the game to run very well mm-hmm. in split screen on the Xbox Series S and X. So they've actually yeah. had to have Microsoft engineers come in and help them work on that version of the game to get it running smoothly, which is kind of shocking in a lot of ways for me. It's
2: it's shocking, Cap, but also how nice is it that they're actually being upfront honest with people, right? Because the yeah. same thing goes with the PlayStation 5. The reason why the PlayStation 5 is slated for a week later than the PC game is because they have been told they want, want to achieve a stable 60 frames on that game. Um, and, yep. they just and they need said that they're getting more...
0: that in, in PS5.
2: They said they're getting that in PS5. So get a load yep. of that, Starfield, all right? Your 30 frames? Fuck.
0: Yeah. It's gonna now, be I do believe gaming. that they are saying there will be a, a slightly lower frame rate for cooperative which you know understandable mm-hmm. you're rendering two things at the same time totally uh, yeah. but in saying that uh, still uh, 60 fps on ps5 for the single player mode i think is still very yeah. fucking respectable these days like you said starfield 30 fps day 1 like that's pretty fucking brutal um yeah. but yeah i don't know uh, i know a lot of people say the fps doesn't matter but for me personally, Grizz. Oh man. <clears throat> I honestly yep. think anything sub forty five frames per second is just fucking it's hard to Dude. play sometimes.
2: You think about like all right. So for me, Cap, Bloodborne is a prime example. If you play Bloodborne and then you go play Dark Souls three and you play Bloodborne yep. at thirty FPS and you go play Dark Souls three, like I feel like that is the reason why Bloodborne isn't the most popular of all um yeah, Souls you're probably right games. in some
0: ways. Yeah, for sure. It just
2: it just doesn't got this doesn't doesn't look as smooth and is isn't quite as snappy. Like if we had a sixty yeah. frame per second Bloodborne, um, holy shit!
0: Well, I, I yeah. believe that there's a mod floating around somewhere. Is uh, that right? mm. Yeah, it recently dropped on the on the internet, but you didn't hear it from me. Okay, wink, wink, okay. nudge, nudge. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's really important for me personally. I mean, I am a PC gamer as well, so. I do have, I am privy to some much better frame rates, uh, but, uh, and you know, I'm not, I'm not restricted to console gaming. So, uh, you know, my lens is, is kind of a little bit more expanded than those who don't have access to PC, but I do really feel like, you know, I, I, I just, I just want to see more games not release like fucking utter garbage in, in, in that respect. I mean, it, just generally, obviously, but. You know, I mean, when I found out that Starfield was going to be releasing at 30 FPS on consoles, <laughs> uh, that yeah. was really fucking disappointing. In all honesty, to me, I agree, uh, agree with you there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I'm probably going to play it on PC anyway, but I just think that you know, a, a game of well, that kind of scope is going to be really sad to see it running. At, know, that at that, that also scares thing.
2: me though, Cap. <clears throat> you know, like me wanting to play that on PC now when really. The reason why I bought Elden Ring on my PS5 was because I thought I could probably get a more stable frame rate on on console than I could my PC. So you probably I don't get know, a man.
1: <laughs> it did a
2: launch. Yeah, it kind of makes it did because the PC version was scuffed. But it kind of makes me a yeah. bit scared to to think of what the frame rates are going to be like on the PC version too. I don't know for well, Starfield.
0: Yeah. It'll be mm. interesting to see how it releases and if it's uh, going to stick to the usual uh, swath of games that we've seen recently uh, from AAA developers where their game is just, you know, pretty much utter garbage from, from day dot. But uh, sounds like Larian Studios aren't in that business, Grizz. They're looking no. towards, you know, ensuring that we get a smooth experience. And I just want yeah. to fucking shake their hands because I think they're fucking yeah. legends for it. So I agree, mate. I can, yeah, delaying well the, done.
2: you know, it's int- it's interesting because they're, because all the release dates across the uh, platforms, you know, PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox are all different dates because they want it to be the best that it can on those. So that says a lot about Larian Studios to me. I, I agree with you, Cap. Shake shake their yep. hand. Pretty pretty clever. And uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a bloody good game, mate.
0: Yeah, fucking absolutely, dude. Um, but one other thing to note, Grizz, about this game, and it sort of came out recently as well, is that estimates are kind of for how long this game is going to take you to play in the Mm. 75 to 100 hours mark, which that's basically 100. I think it was 100 and something hours for me Mm, in Elden Ring for literally to do literally everything I could find. Mm. Uh, So that's a lot of hours, you know.
2: I wonder if that is just the main story or all the side content and stuff as well. Div 2 is pretty big, man. Div 2 is pretty big.
0: I, this is an average playtime, so probably doing you know, oh, a few yeah, little yeah. side quests here and there, uh, <laughs> learning the systems, and then yeah. probably towards the end, mainlining the the, the main story. Doing yeah. everything mm-hmm. could take around two hundred hours, according to this, uh, mm-hmm. which is yeah, just hectic. Uh, some other things to note as well, Grizz, which I kind of like the sound of this. Um, it's a, the, the Larian were kind of saying that the game has some natural kind of stop-start moments where you know. Uh, the the player can take some breaks to go and play other games and come back to it, which I do really like the idea of that because that's what, what do they often mean? By how I just the pacing well, of the game kind of? I think yeah, like, there's the pacing. So it kind of crescendos and then you kind of maybe onto the next area or something, and then it, it yeah. you kind of you, you know you're working back through it again. It'll be interesting to see how that actually uh, you know materializes into the game like are they going to be giving us sort of these small little bite-sized campaigns that kind of all lead up to one greater campaign and in between those campaigns are we going to be able to get kind of like a bit of a, a a cheeky replay of what happened you know last episode or how does that all kind of fit together but either way uh, it, it, I mean, you know, if a game's going to take me 100 hours, especially these <laughs> days, you know, I, I played Elden Ring and, and dropped in like 120 odd hours back before I had a baby, and I mean, yeah, things are yeah. very
2: different now, we so were smashing it back then, yeah,
0: yeah, big time. Mm. But I mean, for me, the option to pr- do that is is a great option because then I can go and play, you know, Brotato 2 when it comes out, or oh, um, you know. Brotato tactics or whatever else. Potato one's got in at between. least a
2: hundred hours worth of gameplay. too, cap, don't you worry, man. You need <laughs> sure one of
0: those. <laughs> I think any game has a hundred hours of gameplay uh, if you just keep playing it over and over again. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think yeah. I, ultimately, I think this game's looking real fucking good. The new trailer that came out, a uh, lot of kind of really great nods to, you know, just classic D and D enemies and tropes and just everything in between. I'm very much looking forward to this game, and I think the community update, uh, you know, did everything to f- f- sort of accelerate that hype for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so, Grizz, that I went and kind of pre-figured out what my character's <laughs> yeah. going to be day one. Yes. So I didn't have to take time figuring that out.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: and jump straight I also had in a look
2: and yeah. had a look at mine, Cap. Yeah. So should yeah, we? Okay. Um, should we well, do we do a
0: to little- Let's. Should we do a bit of a guessing game to see how well we know one another? Well, dude, you see, yours could
2: go one of two ways, I reckon.
0: Oh, should we go through the classes and the races that are available? Yeah, let's go
2: through the classes
0: and the races, eh? Yeah, that's a good idea. I've got to just Google this because I can't fucking remember off the top of my head. (laughs) So, all right, we've got the following. Uh, There are dwarves, elves, Mm -hmm. halflings, humans... Githyanki, which are like, I don't even know how to describe them. They've got, like, freckles all over their eyes and shit, So, and Mm -hmm. pointy elf-like ears. Uh, They are peerless warriors from the Astral Plane, known for their legendary silver blades and red dragon mounts. There you go. Uh, Half-elves, tieflings, which are kind of like the the god hell-looking people, Uh, drow, gnomes. Dragonborns, Vinooms. and yep. Half-Orc, Fusrodars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So those are the races that are available. Now, when it comes to the actual classes, we have the following uh, archetypes. Uh, we have... Uh, fuck, where are we? Do you want uh, me to do uh, this, you got Sorry? it? Sorry? Yep. You, you uh, no? If you got them, you go through them.
2: Okay. We've got, we got... Bar- oh, this is in alphabetical order. Here you go. Barbarian, oh, fuck, yeah. Bard... Cleric, Druid, Fighter, Ranger, Rogue, Sorcerer, Warlock, and Wizard are the classes that we've got.
0: Very freaking good. All right, so I'm going to guess what Mm -hmm. you're going, Gris. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going to guess. I reckon you're going a half-fling rogue. <laughs> Fuck you.
2: <laughs> look, it would right. either be an elf or a gnome, but yes, that it is a rogue, 100 percent that
0: So he's a it, wait, so which so either a, a, an elf or a or a or a gnome? Or a gnome. I haven't decided yet. I'll have a look and see I what i looks like I almost went gnome, but I thought, stuff. oh, I don't know. Maybe he's gonna go in the line of Lord of the Rings this time. You know? There you go. So all right, the Holy One. What do you reckon that, I'm gonna mate. be going, Grizz?
2: Oh dude, you're a bit tough. Because I feel like uh, I feel like you would want to play a caster. Actually, I think that you would want to play
0: a warlock. I thought maybe. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Nice. Yep. What is that? Yeah. Right? Is that correct? That's the correct class. Can you guess the correct <laughs> uh, the correct, correct race?
2: So you made Kappa made for each other. I wonder what Kappa <laughs> would play. Um. All right. So and then I I was thinking that you would maybe just go a human, maybe or maybe that no. other. No. No, okay. What what are we what are we looking at? No,
0: I am going to be going a drow because I'm a massive a fan of R. A. Salvatore's Dritstone uh, Chronicles. If you haven't read those, those are fucking excellent Forbidden Realms books. Probably the best, in my opinion. Okay. I'm sure hmm. someone will be to be honest. Anyone's I've read, so uh, dude. What's the character's know, name in that
2: in that, uh, in that- Dritz So
0: he's a he's a dark re- elf oh, that lives under, right, under the under the. You know, in the Underdark, which is like a big yeah. cavernous region underneath the the crust of the world, and uh, yeah. the Dark Elves are like really malicious and nasty. But uh, They're all and there's and, actually
2: an audio book yeah. of that available on um, Spotify. I actually, Dude, it's so a like, would you say that.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah, cracker, really real, real fucking good book. It kind of mm. follows uh, Dritz. You know, he, he basically has morals, essentially, which yeah. is very unusual for a drow, and makes his way out of that drow society. And because uh, the um you know,
2: the men aren't left. um the men are nearly like they're not very well uh, liked in that society either. Cap, it's all the women, or the females that are strong, and the you know the the war leaders and the you know queens and everything else, isn't it? In the in the drow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. there's the spider goddess Lolth, I believe right. is the name, and and they all worship her. And, yeah, it's 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 honestly, it's really fucking rad, really good book. So I'm going to be doing a drow warlock. I believe cool. there are sub races. Yeah. I haven't really decided what I'm going to do in that region yet, probably do a bit of role-play kind of informed uh, stuff. Not mm-hmm. that I'll be role-playing it personally, but... A, you know what I mean? So I'll try and figure that out later. But uh, that's my archetype. So yeah, mate. I'm, mate, we've you know, like a pretty stuff, bloody good job. Hide it. Like,
2: sleeping in the cupboard and stuff cap, you know, and like
0: <laughs> not seeing daylight and all that kind of shit. Oh mate, I don't see daylight anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's true. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, well, mate, fucking well done. Good good picks. Yeah, hey, we with, nailed we, it. We there you go. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But anyway, mm. so that's the Boulders Gate shit. Uh, which yeah, again, really looking forward to that game. So uh, get around it. Go and check out that latest, uh, latest trailer. It's a fucking cracker. Now, Grizz, Nintendo. You like Nintendo games? You a fan of that console? I'm, I'm a bit of a fan I of think. Nintendo games. Yep, some of it. Yep, yep. Um, yep excellent. Now, oh, yeah. Nintendo have investors, and they recently mm. had an investor meeting, Grizzly. Okay. Right. Now, during that meeting, the the big dog of Nintendo uh, uh mr genki i believe their name is um uh, oh no i think i got that in- completely incorrect no Shuntaro furukawa got the wrong name mm-hmm. uh basically <laughs> announced saying you know they got asked a question about the next sort of generation of nintendo mm-hmm. switch stuff and he said uh as for the transition from nintendo switch to the next generation machine we want to do as much as possible in order to smoothly transition our customers while utilising the Nintendo account. Now, obviously, the first thing here is the fact that they're talking about transitioning customers, but the big thing is that they're even talking about this at all. So, obviously, internally, they've been talking about it, which kind of implies that the Nintendo Switch 2 or whatever's after the Nintendo Switch is Mm -hmm. on the horizon to some degree. It's in the works, So. Right. That's pretty exciting. But I think the cool thing is mm-hmm. now this is Nintendo and Nintendo have a pretty bad track record of you know oh. generation to generation sort of player accounts and and maintaining yeah, the, things between them. The whole online thing like rarely
2: only kind of took off with um the Switch with you know Mario yeah. online and other bits and pieces and still then it was pretty shit so i feel like we've yeah. always been kind of bad at that for sure
0: yeah i think and the, the big issue i think a lot of the time is it, it's nintendo kind of get away with it because people kind of just wave their hand and go oh nintendo you guys are so crazy haha uh-huh. yeah. and ultimately it's just the like superior business decision because they can get away with it and they can fucking con people into buying shit over and over again per console generation so mm. but i just don't think it's probably going to stick that well, this time around, I think people are used to having their Netflix account uh, and their freaking Xbox Game Pass, and it goes between different things. So I think ultimately people will expect some degree of, you know, transferability between these two consoles. Absolutely. But it seems like they're implying that your Nintendo kind of ID network account will basically be bound and. Hopefully, some, if not all, of your games and shit will appear on the next console, whenever that is available.
2: Cool. Yeah. Okay. Carry across your Nintendo subscription that you got for your Switch and all the classic games and stuff. Maybe that will come across well, as part of yeah, that as well. Yeah. Maybe when,
0: even some of those digital yes. titles, because I mean, ultimately, I can't imagine that they'll deviate too far away from whatever, however they run those games. So, yeah. hopefully, they just like kind of work. In
2: Cap- because they make money from re-releasing games on the newer consoles and exactly selling them for a second price, you know how many times yeah. have we seen that happen?
0: <laughs> well, that's so what I mean. That's what I was saying before, right? Is is that yeah. Nintendo get away with it every console generation? Yeah. And like, you know, people just go, "Oh, Nintendo, you're so crazy. You guys, it's you guys bad. are just crazy. You have no idea how the internet works." So of course, they do. They just they just mm. pretend like they don't. They just fucking. Mm. Yeah, they're just dinguses about it. But anyway, so that's, getcha. I think ultimately that's all pretty interesting information, Grizzly Gaming. Now, mm-hmm. another thing that happened recently was there's a couple of leaks, and whether these are true leaks or fake leaks or whatever else, uh, you know, remains to be seen, quite frankly. But it seems that there are Nintendo Switch 2 dev developer kits out in the wild. Uh, so. No. Potentially, Uh, according to some reputable leakers that have leaked things about Nintendo in the past. Uh, One person is a Spanish guy who often does Nintendo (laughs) leaks, uh, said that uh, developers are starting to receive their their Nintendo Switch 2 uh, developer kits. So... uh, Interesting, whether that's true or not remains to be seen. No one's actually shown off one of these kits or anything like that, so we don't know how true this is. Uh, But one particularly interesting thing that sort of has come out is that, well, in amongst I think all the FTC shit that's been happening uh, with... Xbox versus PlayStation, Sony, and the world essentially uh, for the acquisition of uh, Activision, uh, Activision Blizzard King, uh, the next generation Switch has kind of been spoken about kind of in between things where uh, their CFO has been hinting at the capabilities of what a next generation Switch might look like, saying that uh, it would be on par with a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. Which,
2: yeah, as a, as a, is it going to wonder if it's going to be like a docked handheld thing again or a dedicated actual console? Surely they can't go back. They can't go back
0: to a plugged console, right? Surely. Well, Hmm. I I would think that, I would hope that it'll be the same formula, in all honesty, because I Hmm. like, I like the whole docked thing. Um, but, I mean, like Sukai's saying in chat, it is Nintendo, and you know what they're like. They they <laughs> but like. Would to you call fucking... it a
2: Switch Two though? Then if right, it's here's not my going to be. here's
0: my honest to God. This is my honest to fucking God, fucking uh, what do you call it? Uh, prediction take, for the ne- next generation Switch console. It yep. is virtually the same thing with slightly increased sort of graphical capabilities but it has a fucking wrist strap and you can wear on your wrist and it's called the Nintendo Swatch
2: <laughs> Dude are you fucking taking the piss or what <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually think that'd be pretty dope. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm taking piss. But who knows? That's the, it's, it's that kind of fucking gimmicky bullshit that Nintendo would do, and they'd be like, "Check it yeah, out, you can." They, you can remember tell had all the those time. things that you
2: remember those things you could make out of cardboard, and you would put them all together. Yeah. I don't see the ads. I was like, man, fuck! If I had that in my house, my kids would break it in two seconds. Yeah. I
0: know. Yeah, it's not made for children. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that little like, what was it? Like an ARPG, yeah. ARR, like VR kit thing that w- yeah. was kind of, yeah, it was very weird. Anyways. But yeah, Grizzly. So it looks like the people are clearly talking about it. Uh, it mm. sounds like maybe the dev kits are out in the wild. I think if the Nintendo Switch 2 is as powerful as a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, honestly, yeah. that kind of worries me. Yeah,
2: it does. It, it puts them almost a generation behind Cap. They're, they're behind a generation
0: again. But Cap, it's fucking, fucking Nintendo, it
2: mate. They, you know they're going to sell their, their game, games. Are gonna I know. Sell their I know. I'm
0: going to fucking buy one like a complete fucking yeah. loser and complain about it again <laughs> in, in five years' time. But that's okay. You know what? Anyways. We've
2: talked about this before. They are, um, they are not in the console war.
0: No, Xbox they're they're playing they're playing the Nintendo single player game and they yeah. are setting high scores every time they boot that game up again. They yeah. couldn't care less. Yeah. They are completely mm. in their own world. So and look, you know, it, it's worked out for them. Like I said before, they get away with so much bullshit. Uh, but you know, their IPs are so well loved. But at the same time, they look after their IPs really well. Uh, oh, man, could you, know, you
2: imagine if we actually had a next gen Nintendo console? And the games that were being designed were next-gen
0: games. I think that would be groundbreakingly amazing. It would be. But also, at the same time, I feel like the reason Nintendo are able to kind of, I don't know, put out such good games is because they kind of skip all the the year-to-year uh you know technology to technology bullshit that all the other developers seem to be aiming for like you know these next generation fucking trees and everything else nintendo just go no fuck that we're just going to use our old trees that we always use we're going to make a real fucking good game i think they really Mm -hmm. focus on you know delivering a solid player experience for the most part you know bar a couple of games here and there i.e you know the graphical capabilities of the most recent pokemon Mm -hmm. uh, game they came, what was it, Scarlet and Violet? Not that that was a Nintendo, yeah. but you know, it's kind of Nintendo. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just think, yeah, like you said, they're playing their own fucking game. So, and they do a good oh, job yeah. of it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, very freaking interesting. Grizzly Gaming, Nintendo Switch Two. Yeah. We could have one sooner than you think. Who knows? Sheesh. Maybe it's coming end of the year. Next year. Yeah, when do you think? Year, all right, maybe. Grizz? Yeah. I want you I to think predict when you're you the developing packs. Like,
2: are out now. Yeah. And they're doing Predict stuff. I reckon the announce end it end of next year, mate. I reckon they will announce it. Oh, good, good question. I reckon they'll announce it like early next year, but we won't see them till yeah. the end of next year. That's
0: my okay. guess. I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah. I reckon they'll randomly drop a tree house uh, in November. Yeah? Get hype before yeah. Christmas? Yeah. Bit of hype before Christmas. Um, yeah. Actually, do you know what? No. Oh, that's actually a fucking good point. No, you're probably right because they wouldn't do that before Christmas because then people would be like, "Why the fuck would I buy a Nintendo Switch now? The two, the two's coming." Oh, yeah, good point. So you're probably right. Probably early next year, right? Like January, mm. they'll be like, "Ha, suckers! Mm. You bought a fucking switch." Yeah. <laughs> Number two's coming, yeah, bitches. <laughs> switch two is coming out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably more likely. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you on that one. Maybe early next year, January, February. Little cheeky direct comes out of nowhere, and uh, everyone spews that they've just paid four hundred bucks for you know a device that their smartphone has better fucking CPU <laughs> in it. It's true, though. Honestly, it is true. It is unfortunately yeah. very true. Uh, so yeah, there you go, freaking Nintendo. Now Grizz, yes. Do you, how's your relationship with CD Projekt Red going? You guys okay? Um,
2: well, this is an interesting one because it relates to the poll. I don't want to ruin my voting score, but I have got absolutely no issues with CD Projekt Red cap, yeah. and that's mainly because of my love. The only games that i've really played i didn't play um i didn't play uh what's it called cyberpunk i didn't play it i haven't i haven't played it so uh my only real experience with city of project red is the Witcher games which um hold a strong place in my heart and I understand mate that devs sometimes make mistakes and hopefully they make they they fuck up I and mean, when we look at no man's yeah. sky remember how that was just a complete and utter cluster, but the way that that dev has won people's hearts by continually bringing out content and turning it into a, a cracker game to going from a, a a completely negative score on Steam to overwhelmingly positive um, yep no, I, I feel like uh, City project Red uh, they're fine mate. I think yeah. and, and and what are they what are they doing here, cap? There's some new content coming, I believe, for Cyberpunk. Well, Is look- that right
0: they they do have phantom liberty their their big dlc and their only dlc that's going to be coming to cyberpunk 2077 uh, which yep. includes uh, you know another big actor Idris Elba is going to be starring in in that bad boy alongside some other names that are not coming to me but in preparation for this you know there's been a few little sort of interviews here and there and one of the main kind of developers on on Cyberpunk one of the the big dogs kind of said look i think uh you know we need to fix our relationship with our gamers you know since what's happened with with uh with Cyberpunk 2077 now <laughs> you know they they did kind of go into it and sort of say look you know obviously the game you know could have released better and yes there were issues to begin with but uh you know this particular developer kind of believes that the kind of media shitstorm kind of snowballed at an incredible yeah. rate because it was it was yeah. huge news, right? Everyone, like the amount of hype that was out for Cyberpunk post Witcher 3, right? Everyone was shooting yeah. their pants and so, Dude, you know. People were buying
2: a- PCs for this game, Cap. Yes. People were which literally buying PCs to play this. Friends yeah, of mine, which is like you know?
0: Yeah, I know. Like you think about how much money a PC is these days with, you know, the kind of inflation of graphics cards. It's nuts. Mm. So, you know, uh, this particular developer is kind of saying, you know, they think a lot of the issue with, you know, why it cops so much flack was maybe less so, you know, a lot of games release like garbage, you know, and some games just kind of get away with it. Other games don't quite get away with it this particular person thinks that the humiliation that came out from the public was, you know, just thinks it was cool to hate on, on cyberpunk 2077, which, you know, Mm. maybe is kind of true to a degree. Uh, But, you know, it's just kind of the way it is. Uh, You know, they also spoke about how, you know, there was some issues with, you know, trying to avoid crunch culture and how ultimately that kind of had to come in to kind of get this, game out of the the gate and you know everything that happens with freaking covid and all that other bullshit but either way they kind of wanted to say we need to fix our relationship with gamers and they're working on it they think that this next expansion is going to be a really big step in that direction they're doing a lot of reworks of things uh you know they kind of have this new story uh, that's going to be kind of Coming in and and really kind of taking the game in a in a different direction, and they think that the whole Idris Elba kind of uh, Elba Id- is that yeah no. Idris Elba mm, uh, mm-hmm. sort of side thing is going to be really cool as well. So obviously looking it, forward to that bit. but Yeah,
2: just, I'm just reading through some of this cap. It's quite interesting. It gives you some insights into the difficulties that we see with with devs, right? So they were kind of saying that they were really happy with the studio as a whole, and it was a quite a big disappointment for them when. Uh, things didn't turn out quite well. And it kind of comments here that it's really hard to change a company when you have to deliver something and you have a deadline. We keep seeing all these AAA games coming out and um, other games, Gollum, a couple of others as well that are that are coming out that are just um, a bit buggy. And you can just tell they've just been shipped, pushed out and shipped. So yep. it's quite interesting yeah. to, to read through this article and you know get some insights into the workings inside these studios and the, the pinch points and other bits and pieces. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see if they can capitalize on, you know, the, I think in all honesty, the the patches that they've put out in recent times to address a lot of the the shit that was happening in, in in cyberpunk 2077 between bugs and just poor performance and everything else i think they've done a pretty good mm. job of trying to rectify a lot of those things uh edge runners was incredibly well received as a netflix anime special and if you haven't watched it it is a crack it's very much worth uh worth kind of checking out um but it seems like this next dlc phantom liberty uh, they've got a bunch of uh, even more uh kind of changes to the base game. So for example, they are going to be completely reworking the skill trees, for example. So they used to yeah. be percentage yeah. based perks. So like you know you'd percent base through the perk and you get certain things based on the percentage. But now they're just changing it to flat, you know, you get the perk, you get the the thing that the perk is. So uh or, you know, it, it less less so about, you know, that you now have X percent extra critical chance, you know? So mm. um it's. It seems like that's going to be a lot more fun, um, because you know yeah, you're actually cool. kind of hitting those RPG kind of. Oh, now I've got this new perk, rather than, oh, I now do five percent extra damage with pistols. You know, so that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's boring. Uh, um, they're also going to be bringing in an overhaul to Cyberware now. Cyberware's the whole, you know, oh, I've got a fucking blade as an arm kind of thing. So, cool, uh, they're kind of yeah, kind yeah. of doing some cool shit with that, uh, making a bit more customization, uh, customizable. Sorry um so that's pretty cool They're now you've got, got this on
2: your pc cap have you have you booted this I do. Up,
0: mate? i've got it on gog i'm pretty sure which oh, fuck, i don't know why i bought it on gog or maybe i didn't buy it on gog maybe it came out on gog but i, I wish i had it on steam mm. um you know like just like everything i own i wish it wish uh, that isn't on steam i wish it was on steam um, yep. especially now that i've got a steam deck <laughs> but anyway so Uh, They're going to also be revamping the police systems and the vehicle combat, which was a big uh, kind of peeve point for a lot of people that were playing the game early on. You know, just the sort of elite kind of police forces weren't that elite and, Mm -hmm. you know, the the driving was just kind of garbage. So they're going to be addressing that. And they're also going to be kind of fixing the kind of upgrade and loop progression. So, you know, there's a lot of things to look forward to in the game and maybe I might go on, you know. But yeah, bad boy up to, again.
2: Put the toes back in, mate. Wonderful. We'll run yeah. on the Steam Deck, cap.
0: Well, apparently it does, and it runs pretty well. So, um, okay. I, th- I think they, you know, a lot of a lot of developers are actually kind of creating specific settings profiles for the Steam Deck these days, which is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I guess we'll I'll, I'll I'll let you know. How's that sound? I'll freaking let you know. Very good, mate. Very um, good. So yeah, there we can go now, Grizz. Mm. Every week. We ask yes. people when we remember about a little poll. Okay. Now this week yeah. on our Twitter poll, you know, every week, twitter.com slash OGR show, go and follow us. You can vote in our poll every week. We wanted to know, with the lead up to Cyberpunk's 2077 Phantom Liberty DLC, CD, CD Projekt CD Project Red have noted that they need to fix their relationship with their gamers. So what do you think? Yeah. Does CD mm-hmm. Project Red need to fix their relationship with you, kissy face? Do you want to go through the results, Chris? Absolutely, mate. So
2: actually quite even cap, pretty even, Mm. pretty split down the middle here. Obviously, there were some broken hearts through Cyberpunk, but we had uh, 43.5% said yes, they need to fix their relationship, uh, and 56.5% said no. So no was the winner by a very small margin, probably only a couple of votes,
0: which uh, where my vote was, uh, but yeah. Absolutely. Now, you know, anyone that, that uh, drops a comment on these bad boys, then the comment is uh, thoughtful and intelligent. We absolutely will discuss it during the show. So let's freaking go through a few of these. Blindsided yep. Moose" said, with all the unfinished rushed games coming out, we should be more patient. I have had little issues with uh, Cyberpunk when it came out. Uh, my PS4 version got lost in the transit, if that counts, though. Uh, it's, you know, that's probably not CG project rant's Red's problem, but, you know, <laughs> they're trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It sucks that the gaming world is so volatile. City PR have mended relationships with their continued efforts after release. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I do, uh, I, I I think pay, he, it, Moosey's 100% right. We definitely need to be more patient. Uh, yeah, we do. And be more, mm-hmm. uh, more I, I think, you know, because people do complain when, when games go, oh, we're going to have to kind of delay uh, release, yada, 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 people shit their pants. But ultimately, yeah. I think those delays are good for the game in oh, general. Man.
2: I always see a delay as a positive thing because then Absolutely. you know that you're not going to get, uh, well, you've got much less chance of getting a trash game out of the box because yep. they need more time to bake it properly. So. Yeah. I know it's disappointing because yeah. you're waiting on that yeah. time frame, but would you rather have a game that comes out like a buggy mess or would you rather have something that's that's good?
0: Well, exactly right. Mm. And, and I'm definitely in the I, wish, I want my games to be good camp. But, you know, mm. like Straightjacket Jim in chat is kind of alluding to is the fact that, you know, sometimes these decisions are beyond the, you know, wants of the public and the consumer and and they are driven by investors and everything else. And sometimes games have to come out earlier than they should, because that's another aspect of video games development is often video games don't make any money after years and years of development until they release. And so the only way for you to start making money is to put it out on the market. So You know, that's yeah. why early access works well for a lot of companies and et cetera. But mm. yeah, sometimes and, you know, the it
2: big triple like A studios that's where that's a real problem. You know, you've got shareholders and there's so many different people with um investments in on these games, you know. But yeah. I think that's part of the reason also why Cap we we see um indie studios, you know. You look at the first hollow Knight and how long that was in development for, and you even look at the second one, which we're still waiting on after how many years now? Um, because they have Less overheads, less corporate pressure. Going, well, oh, you guys need to yeah. pre- you guys need to put this out. Twenty twenty end of twenty twenty three, they're going to put it out when they're ready to put that game out, and you know it's going to be a banger.
0: Yeah, Mm. absolutely, absolutely. Now, Sukai said, I'm voting no purely because I got lucky with Cyberpunk 2077. I experienced very few bugs at release and those that I did get weren't game-breaking. However, I know I'm in the minority there and a lot of people feel burned by the whole thing, which, yeah, absolutely right. Stropsy said, no, because Witcher, and that's so true. (laughs) Uh, And then
1: fairly decent
0: gamer uh, said, Mm. 100% 100% still make need to make things up. I bought the collector's edition and the amount of lies and deception that came from CDPR prior to release means they still have a long way to regain my trust and I totally get that. You know, when you're selling a product and you're marketing a product and you're saying a product will do certain thing and then you receive a product that does not certain thing. Yeah, it that's fucking sucks big time. Mm, so mm-hmm. uh, it, and I think we are in the we're in the age of developers having to constantly Make things up to us because we, we do get into this position of, oh, we've released our game a bit too early, and sorry it's shit, and sorry it doesn't do the things we said it would. And, you yeah. know, don't worry, it's coming though. And then you do spend money on collector's editions that cost, you know, they're not cheap. Some of these collector's editions are like, you know, like I think the Final Fantasy 16 one was like 500 bucks or something stupid. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it can be pretty, it can be a bit yeah, of a adds pinch. up,
2: for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, anyways, that was our OGR poll, okay? Every week we do one of those. Go and follow us on OGR. What is it? Twitter.com slash OGR show. Mm -hmm. There you freaking go. Now, Grizz. Yes. Very important question, mate. Very important question. I want to know. How's your gaming been going?
2: (laughs) Dude, my gaming's been going 10 out of 10, Cap. So, firstly, obviously, um, Capo, I've been playing... Brotato, Game of Twenty Twenty Three. I have actually picked that back up to give the DLC uh the next content as well. But what I didn't realise, mate, is the game was actually in pre-release when I played it last. Rotato it only was. released yeah, it only released the one point I believe a couple of months ago, the official release. So
0: um so it was a raw Brotato and now it it's a baked rotator. It's
2: baked baked Rotato now. Um and okay, I'll yeah, tell you it. what,
0: mate, good good game. I reckon I've got
2: about thirty hours in it. I actually streamed it. On kick.com um, kick slash grizzly86. Grizzly you know what, dude? That fucking category is balked on kick right now. If you go stream <laughs> Brotato, Boy. you will get 70 viewers like that. I had more viewers Boy. than I had followers because there must be some embeds or something in it. Like oh, streaming to okay. the Brotato category and you just like. <laughs> dude, that's I don't know so what's funny. going Yeah, it is really funny. They need, to, they need to sort that out. But if you want to look like a mad dog streamer, Stream Rotato Kick. That's it. Best, it is also best on... streaming
0: it... game of, of 2023 That's and best it. game of 2023. That's exactly That's right. Grizzly, grizzly Gaming.
2: But I should say this, Cap, there is a – is there still a Steam sale, Cap? Or there was. is it still on? I believe it's still on, isn't
0: it? Uh, yeah, the Steam sale is still going. Yeah, we got the Steam summer sale going through till July Steam? 13th, which is okay. 10 fucking days go. away, baby.
2: <clears throat> Heaps of time. So uh, you uh, sunk a couple of bucks. Bucks into that. And the oh, other yes, game so that I, I wanted to spend my hazy Game and Guard talking about, Cap, is a game called Dave the Diver.
0: Um, yeah, previously known as Diver Dan. Diver Dan,
2: yeah. I couldn't get the name right the other night, mate. Look, just too many Ds in the title.
0: Uh, <laughs> I totally get that, mate.
2: <laughs> I believe that this is on special right now as part of the special. I think you can get this pretty cheap. but uh, Yeah, uh, I now, you can. As a little rundown of what this game is about, uh, it is a casual single-player adventure RPG that features deep-sea exploration and spearfishing during the day and then sushi restaurant management in a restaurant at night. Pretty bizarre yep. combination of uh, gaming tropes there, Cap, I'd say. But boy,
0: do they work together.
2: They do, yeah. I've been playing yeah. it too, by the way,
0: but I'm going to let you, fucking you go through it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love it, mate. Um, and I'm just trying to like explain the art style here, Cap. But it is like a 2D, uh, it's
0: like a 2D pixel art thing going on with a bit of bloom on it, and then you know suddenly it molds into like kind of like low poly 3D yeah. shit as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So Which all looks- the um, and dude, the um, the uh, what do you call it? The videos, the cutscenes are so yeah. freaking good, man. Like yeah, uh, really well done. And I tell you what, just the, the cast of characters are all very eccentric, and um, they just blend the bizarre mechanics between the spearfishing and the restaurant management flawlessly. So the idea is that yeah. you're a, basically a retired diver, and you kind of get a call yeah. up from a mate that that needs wants to open this sushi shop. So you, yeah, you. you sipping margaritas on the beach and all of a sudden you go and you start diving and you spear a couple of fish and you take him into the restaurant at night it turns out that he also wants you to serve in the restaurant as well and you're like well fuck here we go you're this old bloke with the mustache a bit overweight you know look pretty pretty hectic to to be diving at your age kind of thing but uh, <laughs> yeah you get in yeah, there do and it you anyway. know, you got to do it anyway but it's just like it's just a really nice you know it actually gives me um, some pretty strong even though it's a completely different game, but it gives me vibes of like Stardew Valley. It's one of those games where I reckon you could just relax, sink a couple of hours into it, put it down and come back and pick it back up and play it again. And I, I like the uh, I like the fact that there is some roguelite elements in this as well, Cap. So each time you go diving in this lagoon, um, the treasure and the items that you'll find for that particular run are going to be different. So you might find an underwater scooter that allows you to swim slightly faster or you might find a weapon that deals a little bit more damage and you won't find those on your subsequent runs. Although the environments, are like the actual map layout seems to be um, constant, the things that you find and the species of fish that you find uh, will, will change. So I quite like that aspect as well. And Cap, as a marine scientist, mate, um, the, the fish species, dude, are as they are. So I was like kind of naming the fish before I speared them. Um, and oh they they're, so good it was very cool I really enjoyed it mate I'm definitely going to be going to be playing some more uh, Diver Dan on kick. or Dave, Dave the Diver yeah on kick yeah yep um, probably maybe on Twitch we'll see yeah, it's not yeah, pretty good. You, yeah. You got anything you got anything to add mate? I just think it's a good yeah, game.
0: I just I just really like the blend, you know, and uh, I like that you know the game's kind of mostly centered around these two main parts of you go diving for fish and and treasure and then you come back up and then you sell all the fish in your little sushi market that is <laughs> yeah. chefed by this freaking like freaking Samuel Jackson kind of guy.
1: Fucking
0: ninja, yeah. Just like this this Samuel Jackson sushi chef. It's fucking awesome. And, you know, there's these little sort of moment-to-moment things that happen as the game progresses and you're meeting new characters that sort of do new things like... You know, get like a weapons merchant, and he's like mates with the main guy that's gotten you on this whole kind of kind of thing. Who is kind of yep. all this insinuation about the the main guy alongside you being a, a like a weapons dealer and shit. Like, this is this bizarre? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely bizarre, and again, that's
2: probably so worth well. talking about too. Like the way that the game mechanic kind of works. You know, you start out with very basic equipment, but you slowly upgrade it and can dive deeper and you know spear bigger fish and everything else. So. Um yeah what on the surface uh, I've heard looks like quite a simplistic game um, once you start to get into it the the end game Good. is actually quite in,
0: in depth and hectic so yeah could you say the end game's a little pretty deep Grizz? pretty deep oh <laughs> yes i guess you could mate oh, yeah yeah you could <laughs> but yeah no real cracker game lovely aesthetic mm-hmm. definitely worth a purchase if you got a spare 27 bucks i believe it is on steam right now 10% off uh, yeah, absolute cracker game. Definitely worth a worth a fucking uh, your spandulies. Mm. Yeah. One more thing very I've nice got to one. say,
2: Cap. Uh, very important, mate. Yep. Um, how's your gaming going,
0: mate? My gaming's been going really well, actually. Um, been playing a lot of stuff now on the Steam Deck. I have been playing a couple of games. Uh, I've been playing, you know, uh, Dave the Diver. Um, I've also been playing a game called Chained Echoes, which is like a, a pretty hardcore. JRPG style game uh, top-down. I think I've spoken about it before on this show. Uh, I, I started it up again and started from scratch. It's um, it's just a really fucking good in like JRPG, you know, pixel-based kind of top-down, you know, tactical turn-based strategy kind of thing. You have a cast of characters. Uh, the combat's just really well done and they've got a nice approach to the standard kind of turn-based thing with this system called overdrive where all of your attacks and stuff kind of bring up this meter and you have to try and keep the meter in a certain area and you can kind of get into overdrive where you're doing more damage and taking less damage as well. But if you go beyond overdrive, then suddenly you're taking extra damage and doing less damage. So you have to use certain moves to uh, remove from the the meter as well. So you're kind of playing this sort of seesaw Mini game okay. in amongst the the mm. combat, which is really rad mm. uh but yeah, it's just a real real good game so far um there's no uh there isn't any uh what's the word random kind of grass battles or anything in this one it's all you can see the enemies on the screen kind of Allah uh something like chrono Trigger or something like that but uh I wouldn't say it is any thing like Chrono Trigger, though. It's just the fact that you don't have to go into these random battles all the time, apart from boss battles that just kind of pop up. But yeah, solid JRPG. If you're looking for one, go and check that one out. I think it's on special as uh, within the summer sale as well. So go and check that one out. Um, I have been continuing to play Final Fantasy XVI despite my initial misgivings uh, with that game. A lot of the things that bother me about that game Still, are bothering me about that game. The two yep. major things are the complete lack of in-depth RPG-like mechanics, specifically around gearing and itemization. I just find the omission of that to be just completely blinding to, for you know a series that is known for its RPG mechanics and gear and customization. Uh, it's kind of upsetting, in all honesty. Uh, the fact that you only have you have three slots: one for a weapon, one for a belt, and one for an armlet, and that's all you have for your gear. And they do essentially just put your defense and health stats up. And then outside of that, you have three charms essentially that you can use that do certain things. And those tend to be fairly benign, sort of boring stuff where they they just increase the damage of certain abilities, which, you know, is, is what it is, but yep. you know, it's, it's just how it is. Uh, despite that, and despite the side quests being fairly fucking boring, um, and I guess just the kind of overall game loop kind of just being walk to this next area, do combat, walk to next area, do combat, rinse and repeat cut scene. uh, there's something that is still keeping me playing this game, and I think it is okay. just mm. the game is just really fucking well put together. It's really annoying uh, because looks, I want looks to put and it and down. It Plays
2: nice, does it? Looks, looks. It plays nice. really
0: nice, and the combat yeah. kind of initially in the first say I don't know how far through I am, but I'd have to be at least sixty percent through. I think mm. in the first third or so of the game, the combat kind of is pretty slow to give you new moves and change your approach to battle up that much. but as you gain new aspects or new icons, they change your play style up a little bit and it kind of makes the game feel a little bit fresh here and there. I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking mm-hmm. uh, but it definitely you know the things that stand out for this game are a the story the story is is brilliant uh, and I really love how they kind of they do a really, really fucking good job of presenting that story through the graphics, through the action scenes, and the moment to moment of you know you meeting a main character and you know having a a big fucking battle is just super fucking epic. It's out of control, yep. and then you have these dibs where you're fucking getting fucking apples for Martha down the fucking road. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? I should be fucking you know I, I should be going and sorting yeah, people some out. Serious,
2: I'm- serious shit happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it kind of it can be a little bit jarring, but I mean that it mm. is what it is. It's definitely kind of leaning hard into its MMO roots of, you know, oh we're 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 fighting gods and now I'm getting boar hides again. So, you know, is what it is. But uh, you know, the other thing is the combat is is really fucking good. Like it does initially feel a little bit a little bit samey, but the execution of the combat, how it looks, how it feels is really good can feel repetitive early on, but as you slowly start to unlock new things, I just feel drawn back to wanting to finish this game um, despite it not being quite the game I want, uh, but it's still a, a solid game, I think, ultimately, and I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing it. I am kind of yeah. – I'm still doing all the side quests because I'm a fucking maniac um, and I'm, I hate myself every time I go and pick up one of those little mm-hmm. green markers on my fucking mini-map, but, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, the game is probably like a 7.5 for me, uh, and that 7.5 is completely carried by the story. Uh, One other thing I want to say about the game, actually, is just the way the game is structured in terms of its lore is, is fucking excellent. And the way that they talk about, they don't use plot armor as much as people normally do, like things happen in the world and sometimes that'll kind of just be explained away by, Oh, it's magic or, Oh, they were just there at the right time. But with this game, they're very careful about certain things happening in the game and kind of having reasons for why that happened. Like, you know, certain armies were marching this way and, you know, the reason that happened was because of this, and and that person's there because there was a, a that army was missing at that time, and so they're able to get through and do a thing. So I re- I really like the way they approach the storyline. I think the the actual story of this game is is stellar, and and um, yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of my Final Fantasy jive at the moment I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it done because i am kind of i'm kind of over it but i'm also kind of still kind of enjoying it it's, it's a bizarre relationship with this game for me at the moment but uh but yeah anyways that's that one um now the only other thing i wanted to talk about was the fact that i spent 400 on um steam games mm-hmm. um in yeah, this dude. uh this uh <laughs> this time around which uh, was yeah. you know was that a good purchase you tell me but i bought the following games i bought Soma. I bought Celeste, uh, which I've played before. I think I've been on something else, um, but I've never actually played it properly. I thought that would be the perfect Steam Deck game, so I bought that. Uh, Elden Ring was on special, 30% off, and I didn't have it on Steam, so I was like, fucking, my time has come. It is time to buy this game on on Steam, so I bought it. Also bought Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which is the one with Zack and Sephiroth and Cloud. It's like the Mm -hmm. early early shit, uh, the kind of prequel stuff. Uh, Bought The Last Spell, Sons of the Forest, Hunt the Night, which is a Bloodborne top-down-esque kind of game, uh, pixel-based game. Um, I bought a game called Sigil of the Magi, which is just like a strategy thing. Darkest Dungeon 2. uh, I fell in love with Shogun Showdown during the Steam Next demo, um, so I bought that as well. bought One Piece Odyssey for Steam and um yeah pretty keen to give that one a crack pav and i also bought obradin because i've never played that uh, and it's got fucking good reviews so i figured i should play it so anyways my game has been going real good thanks for asking grizz now pav how's your game been going
1: my gaming's going good um i don't don't have too much to update but uh you guys have already kind of mentioned it uh sales have been up so i Oh yeah. So I, I saw a little something. Something that I kind of had to pick up, and I have finally given it a go. But all I want to say is, how bloody good is Brotato? <laughs> Did Dude, you buy it? I fucking told you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: like game of the year with you. It's that good. Hey, no, I'm gonna have to fucking buy it and play good. it.
2: <laughs>
1: it's, Cap. It's like.
2: Four, how much is it, Paps? Four bucks on Steam sale six or bucks, something. But yeah, six bucks yeah. bucks, yeah.
1: It's such a good, like, uh, <laughs> mindless, like, play in the background, like, just when you have a few minutes spare kind of game. Dude, like,
2: you can play with one hand so on it, keyboard and mouse. You don't need to press is, anything. Is, I, it's, it's I the it's honestly nice do. right? I actually really enjoyed my time on it. I think I've got, like, 30 hours or something on it now.
1: Playing <laughs> through all the characters. <laughs> a fucking potato. 30 that hours is out is, of control. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I've got about 20 minutes, and I might do another. I might do a couple of hours of gameplay over the next lifetime, but I don't know about 30 hours. Okay, okay. I don't have 30 hours. I've got I've
0: got 19 hours, but still, it's still a We've lot, got lot 19 for a, game hours. About a potato. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it, it, I'm just looking at a gameplay trailer. It just looks like Vampire Survivors, but 100%. a potato. 100. Yeah. That's it. What it is? Yeah. Okay. It's sure. it
2: it. it, it, it I don't need to sell it to you, but it's actually quite fucking in depth. I actually really like the way the different characters do different things oh. in that game. That's the that's the um I think that's the that's difference. The like, different
1: characters you say. I haven't gotten quite that far. I've just been starting <sighs> yeah. them, I've been starting as random each time. Yeah, yeah. So the different
2: characters actually do quite a lot of different things. Mm. Like that oh, are okay. cool. Mm. Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. Okay.
0: Anyway. Well, maybe maybe I'll get myself a baked potato as well. We'll see. Well, six
1: bucks, Capo. I reckon it's all right. Yeah. Are you playing on a Steam Deck? Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. Okay. And it plays well? Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. yeah. Okay. Looks like a pretty graphically intense game, is all well. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> cool, man. I love it. All right. Well, that's there you go. everyone's game has been going fucking real good. So it has. Well really done, boys. Big mm. fan of that. Um, all right. Well, let's freaking let's. Jump into the the you know the final little stretch of of this show that we call the uh, the rapid fire news segment. Rapid fire news brought to you by DJ <laughs> e. Francesco. It's in the game. It's in the mother fricking game, everyone. Devolver has apologised for its inclusion of smoking within its upcoming Sludge Life Two game. Now, just to uh let everyone know this is actually a bit of a meme they posted a one of those like sad looking uh, we're so sorry about the state of our video game posts on twitter <laughs> clearly posting uh, poking fun at you know other such developers as the golem People that recently put one of these out and said we're so sorry our game sucks and you know Cyberpunk did one, uh, yep. they did one for Fallout seventy six, they did one for Redfall, they did one for fucking Jedi Survivor. You know it's those those mm. apology notes that they post on Twitter. So they're kind of just doing a bit of a meme. They're like sorry there's smoking in our game. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know. We're
2: sorry the kids are smoking and the fucking <laughs>
0: yeah. dogs are
2: smoking. It's just like taking <laughs> yeah. a
0: real. It's, they even it's put in the uh, in the thing. Like, like in brackets, uh, insert company name here, like of, like yeah. insinuating it's come from the fucking it's marketing 10%. department. It's just fucking, it's it's just top taste, top quality fucking memes by Devolver Digital. So well done. Well done. You're all over it. Onto it, boys. Um,
2: Cap, Sony has accidentally released figures on its AAA development titles budget, um, particularly The Last of Us Part Two and Horizon Forbidden West, which cost a significant amount of money. We're looking at two hundred well, yes. million dollars, based on the documents that we've seen. So,
0: yeah, so two twenty million for Part Two, Last of Us Part Two, and two twelve million oh, for Horizon yeah. West. Which, I wonder mm. if they recoup those costs. I reckon Last of Us would have, but I do worry about Horizon. I don't reckon it. Might, I reckon it might have missed it, to be quite honest. But yeah, maybe mm. not quite sure. Interesting. All right. Uh, Grizz, Stephen King has gifted a quote from a piece he wrote for the Entertainment Weekly for uh, Alan Wake's opening scene uh, for just $1. Uh, That quote is, Nightmares exist outside of logic and there's little fun to be had in explanations. They're antithetical to the poetry of fear. (laughs) Cap, do you reckon they actually gave him a dollar or what? I reckon 100%. I reckon he would have been like, oh, yeah, you guys can use it for a dollar. And they were like, okay, here's (laughs) a (laughs) dollar. Interesting. There you go. Pretty cool.
2: Um, So Diablo 4 has been undergoing DDoS attacks affecting its login servers and more. Uh, We saw a tweet from uh, Blizzard the Americas uh, basically saying exactly that. So if you've had issues on Diablo 4, there you go. Stay away from hardcore. Mm.
0: Yep. Now, Grizz, Final Fantasy sixteen has surpassed three million copies sold, and I'm one of them. Wow, that's pretty good. That's a lot of that's a lot of copies, Cap.
2: They're gonna be pretty happy with that, eh?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Surely. thinking about you know what's that three million times one hundred? That's that's three hundred million bucks. Because mm, that's how okay. much a PS Five game costs these days in Australian dollars. <laughs> Is that how it works. Very good. Thanks, so. Have you, why are you shaking your yeah. head? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I did this time. <laughs> did I do a wrong calculation? <laughs> don't know. A, no one knows. No one knows what's fucking happening here. All right, anyways, I so- was
1: definitely paying attention.
2: <laughs> 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 so, Cap, Skullgirls, <clears throat> which I assume is an anime game that I have not seen, but um, Skullgirls is being bombarded by negative Steam reviews after the devs altered some artwork for it they thought was in. Uh, poor taste and it was a picture of uh, behind of a female character who had a little bit of cheek showing and uh, they altered the art to make the skirt flow a little bit lower no longer show the cheek so they've been getting a little bit of uh... yeah oh they're, they're all, also removing some Nazi themes as well so maybe there's a bit yeah, more to that so story you know of, fair
0: so. things to do and uh, mm-hmm. you know some people just just get a little bit sad that their their Nazi things aren't in their game anymore which you know I mean if you're going to complain about that I think you've got some fucking problems <laughs> anyways <laughs> move uh, Starfield Xbox copies will include a disc Grizzly rejoice wow however physical PC copies will contain a code well some Cap code. I haven't got a disc drive on my PC do you? well no so it doesn't matter <laughs> I don't know what i I use it as a fucking Frisbee I think
2: yeah me too Yep, absolutely. Exactly. Okay, well, there you go. Um, yep. X-Rite Games, Bungie and Blizzard devs reveal Project Loki, a MOBA with a shooter soul. So um, I actually
0: signed up for the uh, pre-beta so right. thing for
2: this cap. So when that happens, we've we got to play this game.
0: Yep, I'm keen. So I'm I'm kind of hoping it's somewhere in between like Smite and League, I guess, or, yeah. you know. Um, maybe with a, that pretty good. with a splash of Valorant. So it's going to be interesting to see. I always thought Smite right. was wicked. Like I really like the SMITE idea too. of Smite. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I just think I, the whole, do you know what I honestly think it was? I just think people don't like the whole gods thing as an yeah. aesthetic. Um, yeah maybe you know you compare it to other things like Dota and and league you know they've got their own kind of fantastical lore worlds that are completely Mm. well not completely separate to reality but you know what i mean whereas this is kind of heavily based on you know world mythos so i don't know i just think that's probably what what lost it for a little bit in the end but anyways very cool. There oh, it's are. my turn. Sorry, Chris. Is it you? Uh, Daedalic it. Entertainment, Daedalic. Uh, creators mm. of the Golem game, will no longer create games internally. <laughs> with the Golem game, uh, <laughs> Golem sequel cancelled. So, yeah, Far things right. didn't go too well for these guys, unfortunately. Uh no. Golem released with a lot of negative criticism, and as a result, it looks like uh, yeah, that game is not going to be getting released. Number two, See you' for. later
2: It was very buggy and average, though, Cap, even like the AI and stuff. it was pretty fucked. Multiple multiple issues happening there, for sure.
0: Mm. How much you can do about it, mate.
2: Now, um, Cap, did you know, this is news to me, Minecraft makes four times more revenue on the Nintendo Switch than the Xbox? Um, I did know because I wrote that. It's a lot of money, mate. Extra revenue, isn't it? <laughs> it <laughs> what is are they making money. money from, dude? Like mod packs and random shit. Mod like packs that? and
0: and sales of the game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you yeah. know, you think about Minecraft and and you think about like games consoles. The cheapest game console you can buy your your kid that is a triple A console is a Nintendo Switch, hmm. and you get one okay. of those little handheld ones. What are they called? The the Switch Lite. You know, get one of those yep. that's probably the cheapest thing you can get, and then copy a Minecraft. Mate, they're good for they're good for the rest of the year. Done. Um, done, sir. You know, it's the freaking Shrek of of video games, you know? Watch Shrek over and over again. What play Minecraft over and over again on your little Nintendo Switch Lite. Done. You know? Mm-hmm. Easy. So there you freaking go. Now Grizz, Ubisoft looks to be working towards remaking Assassin's Creed Black Flag. The pirate Ooh. one.
2: Yeah, the water graphics in that game was something I always really liked.
0: Oh, man, I remember it being out of control back in those days. Um, Even I remember seeing a whale in the ocean and I just thought, fucking dude, the (laughs) next generation is here. Okay, yeah, we're here. It's fucking it here.
2: It's upon us. Yeah,
0: yeah. Very so cool. that wouldn't surprise me. I think Ubisoft is trying really hard to uh, recoup that old, a lot of. Cap?
2: When was when was Black
0: Flag? Uh, oh, that would have to be 2010. I would have thought ish. Oh, um, gee, that's yeah. Okay,
2: so I'm more than 10 years old now.
0: Yeah, Black Flag. Let's find out. Interesting, uh, Black Flag. Oh fuck's sake! That's the band Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, nice. 't want to, I don't want to I don't want to know when they're remaking the band. Uh, no, two thousand and thirteen. So I mean, yeah, it'll be ten years in October. So very cool. It would make sense. Maybe they might release uh, information about that towards then. but uh, but yeah, yeah, that was a cracker game. really good story as well. And uh, I can imagine Ubisoft are trying to. Win back favor, firstly, because I think they've lost a lot of favor uh, and Mm. have kind of fallen from their very lofty heights as very world-renowned developers, and now not so much are. So, yeah, kind of, you know, jumping on the remake's bandwagon that everyone seems to be doing these days. Probably their most well-known and most beloved game, I would suggest, would probably be Black Flag for a lot of people. A lot of people would probably pin that one out. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of really good systems and just things going on in that game. So, yeah, I reckon that'd be fucking cracker. Hopefully, they don't fucking RPGify it because that'll piss me <laughs> off. But yeah, anyways. the RPG bloat in those games started to get a bit out of control, didn't it? Oh, yeah, um, for sure.
2: Well, Cap, interesting one here, mate. CSGO uh, did some recent bans and resulted in a significant loss of dollar value in skins and cosmetics. Now, They banned roughly 40 CSGO accounts that were linked to trading websites. Um, In those 40 accounts, it was estimated that they contained roughly $2 million worth of in-game items and gun skins and stuff, knives
0: and bits and pieces. Fucking whoa. So, flash those down the drain, mate. Holy schmoly. They are gone. (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of gone, Grizz, Steam is blocking... Games that use AI-generated assets, Mm. which I think is a fair call, in all honesty. Very difficult to moderate AI-generated assets, Uh, and if you're distributing a game that is distributing assets that might be kind of, you know, you that were made using copyrighted material, you're fucked, basically. So
2: so this is pretty cool, Cal. We talked about this last week with um, AI bits and pieces and it needing moderation well. You know, this is kind of like Steam taking matters into their own hands, really, and setting precedents of, of you know, how you should be using AI art and other bits and pieces. So interesting. And um, just as a follow up, rapid fire on this one, Cap. Only up that very, very popular um, game on Twitch and at the moment, which is the one where you've got to basically climb up this huge, big obstacle course to get to the top. that actually got removed from the Steam store for uh, I think it was about 48 hours. Uh, the game was accused wow. of using AI assets, um, AI art assets as part of that game. So they were, I think they were able to successfully appeal and clear that. But, yeah, that was one of the said Jeez. games to be
0: impacted by that, that blocking. So Hectic but necessary if you ask me. Mm. Fair. Yeah. All right. Your turn, mate. All right. Um,
2: I have decided, Cap. To let my Epic account go, um, as the information that Epic were requesting for me to unblock my account, I found unreasonable, and I found the support team to be, quite frankly, a team of fuckwits. So I have uninstalled the app, and I have come to accept that anything that I had on Epic is gone. Wow, I mean, so, yeah, Cap, it sounds like it was
0: pretty rough. They were requesting for the last.
2: They were they're requesting for for uh, credit card information over email. Really? Yeah. They were requesting for the last four digits on my credit card to verify that I'd bought stuff. And I was just like, I'm not gonna give you any credit card details. And the names of the support staff were like Cat Rat and Sausage Joe or something. And I was just like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was what like, yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right, hey. I'm just not gonna bother oh anymore. Oh so my I'm god. Out. That yeah. is insane. I mean, how much your money do you reckon you spent on shitting there?
2: Oh, dude, I bought a couple of Battle Passes for Fortnite and I purchased, actually, we got gifted Fall Guys, um. but I did have like, I got a bunch of the free games through when they would come up there, so Subnautica and I think I may even have paid for Darkest Dungeon 2 on
0: Epic when it was exclusive. Um, Ooh, yeah, there. okay. Yeah, so there's right. a couple,
2: I, I would have lost a little bit in there for sure.
0: Yeah, but brutal. Yeah. Brutal, brutal. Oh, well, mate. You know, Sailor V. Well, if people see a Grizzly Gaming 86 floating around <laughs> on Fortnite, it's not him. Okay, just so you know. It's
2: probably going to be pretty good because I was terrible at that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably going to be using fucking axe. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, everyone, that is the end of this episode. That was episode 62. Appreciate you all listening either live via twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio or your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, uh, fucking iTunes, uh, Podcast Pro. I don't know what the other ones are. Um, yeah, just appreciate you. Appreciate your big time. Thank you to our wonderful patrons, uh, as always, coming in hot with the big old donos. Uh, You know, you guys fucking rock. If you want to become a patron, patreon.com slash OGR show. We have a Discord as well, y'all. If you want a link to that, check out the description of this podcast or in the Twitch chat shortly. That'll be in there very soon. Uh, We talk about all kinds of stuff in there. Particularly, we ask you guys how your gaming's been going. Every week, we want to know what you guys have been up to, okay? So you can drop your freaking... Info in there. Become part of the community. Uh, outside of that, we drop a poll every week. end. that's twitter.com slash OGR show. Go and follow that. Go and vote in the poll. Have your voice heard. Uh, that's about it, really. Probably uh, anything I'd like to say is maybe just fucking, you know, get the word out about uh, Oceanic Gaming Radio. Just uh, go and drop the old, uh, have you checked out, OGR.show. Go, you can go and ask your mates if they've seen the new website. They'll be That's like, fantastic. "What are you talking about?" Go
2: and have a look on it. Yeah,
0: for go sure. and check it out. It looks bloody good. So uh, you can check out all our episodes there and a bit of uh, information about the boys. But uh, but yeah, we'd really appreciate any reviews or you know you know just letting people know we exist. Bloody would appreciate it big time. Anyways, we'll see you guys next Monday. And uh, thanks for being here. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> Wow.